Hey guys, Adam from Down to the Dice here. The show's gonna start in just a sec, but I want to take a super quick minute to let you know that our Discord is live. Uh, you can find a link to it in the show notes as well as on our Instagram. We release bonus episodes there, do the occasional early listening party there, like say this upcoming Halloween. And we also do other stuff like geek out about the show, play other tabletop games and the like. Really, it's just the short rest site for our growing Down to the Dice community. And we want you to join us. So so again, you can find the link in the show notes below, or you can just go on Discord yourself and search for Down to the Dice. All right, I think that's everything from me. On with the show. Please enjoy. He doesn't, I'm not even going to roll for that because this is still like the cutscene is ending and now the camera goes behind the character and then you see the health bar pop up and the buttons and everything. It's like, oh, now I can move. This and, guy's um, going down. We man. just have to wait our turn. We're going to set it off. Time to step inside. to the show welcome to down to the dice the podcast where everything that happens is up to the players and down to the dice it is about time <laughs> my brothers, man. Oh, yeah. i missed you guys so much ah i'm so excited it's good to be back gentlemen it's good to be back <laughs> is everyone your... ready to kill stuff yeah <laughs> i hope so or I get really killed so. yeah, i want to consciously remind everyone you guys are level one okay one hit dice <laughs> oh, you guys fall easy <laughs> so, um, hi everyone. Uh, we we forgot that you guys were listening to us for a sec. Uh, my name's Adam. Hello. I will be your DM for this evening. Very excited for this uh, throwdown that's going to happen. Let me introduce everybody first. I'm going to try to go in a completely different order. I always get flack for this. Okay, first off, we have Oleg Anderson, Avon Shadowborn in the house. He has a last name. Let's go. Okay, Jake Joseph. Hey everyone, I play Shrondagani, your druidic, your druid tiefling with a chthonic background. Nobody knows what that means, but we're going to get into that. And Ryan Tunney. Hello, it is Gorin, still pending. Uh, we'll see if that last name comes sooner rather than later. But hello, everybody. I think that is his last name now. I mean, should, we just, just, should we just announce well, that's Gorin at, pending? It is canon. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it is a canon event. He went through it. <laughs> nice. And listeners, you were part of that. Comment down below if you like that name. Um, <laughs> okay. And then uh, Dan Summer, everybody. Are you, you muted? Are muted. Oh, he's muted. Uh, he probably dropped the best life advice, but nobody <laughs> heard it. The and nobody ever will. Dan has given us is pretty sad. So we have no green box around your video. For everyone uh, listening, that's a Discord indicator that there's audio coming through. It's spelled D-I-S-C-R-D. <laughs> so Connor is not going to do much this episode because we can't hear him. Uh, but uh, no, just, just kidding. Just kidding. No, Dan, Dan has a lot of plans, I think. While he's figuring that out, guys, I'm going to give you guys your announcements for... Oh, yeah, maybe log out and come back in, but we will miss you the entire time, Dan. Um, like the 40 seconds he's gone. Conroy Kane! Um, okay, so the announcements that we have. First off, welcome to the show. If you guys are enjoying it so far, we, th we want to say thank you, and please consider subscribing to the show. When you subscribe, whether it's on Spotify, iTunes, your podcast app of choice, it helps it to get recommended to other people, other people who like D&D or will like D&D. So when you subscribe, uh, it, it really means a lot. And if you tell a friend, say, yo, I just found this great show, that helps us out more than anything. Um, second announcement like more is- more than you know. 
Yes, we are playing um, playtest material. So Wizards of the Coast, the guys who own D&D, &D, they are, well, we all own D&D, &D, don't we? But the guys who have the license Man. for D&D, &D, um, <laughs> they are in the midst of creating a new uh, version of D&D. &D. Right now it's called One D&D, &D, but it might be D&D &D 5.5 edition, might be sixth edition, we don't know, but it's coming out. But because it's coming out all the time with new updates, our characters can change, the rules of combat can change, and we're on the precipice of it, so feel good about yourselves because you guys are learning the newest, coolest version of D&D. &D. So, yay. And then, last but not least, <laughs> we released- It's cutting edge. Yeah, we try to release weekly. We might have to go bi-weekly occasionally because of scheduling, but um, that's just the reality because we're all very busy. Um, like, I have plans with Bono. I know that Dan is meeting with uh, uh, Carly Red Jepsen. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most relevant celebrities you know, we, around. We got, we got a lot going on. You know what? Matt hey, Mercer you know what? might be more applicable. He's got great tunes still coming out. We just don't know about them. If you like Car Carly, Carly Beat, no, Carly Rae. Oh my gosh. If you just like stop. music, stop. if you just like music, comment down below. Uh, <laughs> okay. And the announcements worked. They brought Dan back. That's the magic of announcements. Wow. That's magical. Yeah. I am an a magical being. And I want to let everyone know, I just bought Tears of the Kingdom, Yo, the latest Zelda game, sick. and I have not played it. I have not played it at all what? because I was prepping for tonight. And so Ooh, all the listeners, everyone playing That's with me commitment. right now. That's yeah, commitment. It's commitment because all... Yeah, all give it up for happened. our DM, everybody. Give it up for our DM. Yeah. Um, basically, all I've had happen is the Master Sword gets destroyed. Spoilers. And then... No spoilers. <laughs> you, should say spoiler. you should say spoiler alert before you say the spoiler. No, no, no. Right? In case people don't know what Zelda is, I'm just letting them know after the fact. By the way, that was a spoiler. Now they can go, oh, okay, now I know. Um, is this Zelda the boy? Uh, no. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, and by the way, everyone, we want to thank Francie, our amazing yes, producer. He makes us sound good, and if you think that this show has any kind of semblance of good pacing, it's all because of him. So that's fantastic. Um, okay. I think, oh, and the last announcement, of course, that I never said is that we all have socials. You can find them all in the doobly-doo of our show notes down below. Patreon link is there, too. Um, and, of course, the Patreon, our absolutely 100% free tier, is access to all the prologue episodes. If you want to learn where all the characters were before they met um, at episode one, you can find out for free by going on our Patreon. I am putting on my DMs in before I get hold into... Hold up. Adam, I have a question for you. Okay. When you roll your dice today, oh, how will you right. be rolling it, my friend? Okay, so <laughs> there is a six store that opened up in Kitchener a few months ago. I can't believe I didn't know about it. Um, it's called Dragonheart Dice. They have a website. I highly recommend everyone go look them up. But they have the most amazing D&D uh, paraphernalia there. But the coolest thing is this so under-celebrated, simplified dice tower. And if you're watching our live stream, hi, everyone. But if, uh, <laughs> but if you are uh, watching our video somehow, I don't know if this will be up. Um, it's just like a little box. It collapses. It holds the dice too. And it's just such an amazing dice tower. So I couldn't wait to nice use it. Very yeah. Friendly. Yeah. They're very friendly. So um, I couldn't wait to use it. So that's why we're having combat. Okay. I'm going to do my DMs in and we're going to uh, do a recap and then we'll get started. Everyone ready? Oh, no. Born ready, baby. Sure. I oh. want Ryan to do the sound thing. Ryan, can you do the thing? Our heroes have been together for just a few days now, and already they have gone through more intense shared experiences than many people have in their entire lives living on the scatter. All taking a detailed job for security, for a family's inauguration event, for their business, Istrabel Nightgrounds, the youngest member of the family, 
to graduate into the family business. Things quickly went awry, went astray as the family, as members of the family were nearly successfully assassinated by whom we're not quite sure. The party has now taken time to rest and now taking on a job by the Nightgrounds family. They are trying to hunt down leads as to who could have orchestrated this assassination attempt. If you want to know more, just go listen to past episodes, guys. However, before any great adventure, there needs to be shopping. So our party went to the nearby city of Keflandon, where there are many stores, many different people groups. It is a hustling, bustling city, very prosperous. Many things can be purchased here. Each of you have been given a stipend of 50 gold pieces each, quite a considerable allowance to go buy supplies that you believe you will need. However, once you're out into the city street, into the market, things quickly become overwhelming because before you can even enter a specific store that Beethoven recommends called the Void Chest, you guys are interrupted by some kind of rally, except as you get closer, you realize a rally it is not, but more of a protest. Gorin, someone you had just met previously, a fan of yours who just absolutely adores the, the budding legacy of Gorin, still pending, and also an Oath of Justice paladin. She went her separate ways, but at this protest, she actually came out of the building to help clear the crowd because the crowd was starting to get intimidating, violent, people were starting to look nervous. So she comes out and she starts telling them to back away. The thing that they were protesting was man-made chains that people are using to connect sky islands together and breaking them out of their traditional orbit that they've been in for the last 200 years. And some people say that it's not right that we chain these things together. In fact, we're causing Gaia even greater pain. And so they're protesting, but they're getting aggressive about it. Guinness, she comes out, says, hey, everyone, please back up. But she's got that like bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, fresh, what's the word I'm looking for? Graduate, like a, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Apprentice, like a, like the, you know, the cop that comes on to the show at the beginning of rookie? like the, the, the rookies. Thank you. Yeah. She's a rookie. You know, and she's trying to thank you, Dan. <laughs> so there. And another paladin emerges from the protesting group, but from a different oath. And they have play mail on as well, but they have a different tattoo on their arm signifying they are a paladin. They have, they get their power from some kind of divine oath, but it is not the same as yours, Gorin or Guinness's. Besides that, it looked like the Paladins were going to maybe de-escalate things through conversation when one of the more radical protesters, they stand back and they say, you have to take us seriously. And they get a small crystal ball, almost like a snow globe without the base. And there seems to be something moving inside of it. And they raise it up and they throw it down on the ground and it shatters and exploding out of it is a large, formed creature that stands up eight feet tall, a bipedal covered in fur, a leather armor, and just massive teeth. And you guys realize you're looking at some kind of mutated bugbear. Conroy Kane, Tron Degani, even Shadowborn, and Gorn still pending. What happens next is up to you and down to the dice. I need everybody uh-huh. to roll initiative. Let's <laughs> go! Oh, okay, if he's can I'm he so edit? Oh, no, man. What? 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 Yeah, just ask. If you want something edited, just say, "Francie, cut that out." Francie, edit this part out. As you wish. If it says prepared spells, do I have? And it says you have the following spells prepared: heroism, resistance, spare the dying, and thunderous smite. Do I have to pick those? No. In fact, Francie, do not cut this out. Okay. 
So yes, so when you get your spells, there are spells that you have prepared, which is that those are spells that you know that you can readily equip. Um, otherwise, you have to spend the morning or over your long rest choosing different spells that you have readily equipped. So each class has different mechanics on how they get their spells uh, and which I spells they know. That. Yeah, so you, mm. just because you have all those spells years, huh? prepared doesn't mean you get to cast one each day. You still have a limited amount of spell slots, but those are the spells that you know. So yeah. if Warren or if Goran wakes up feeling just like dangerous, he can just start meditating on the most destructive spells he knows, and then that's what he's using that day. That's right. Yeah. So you have like, <laughs> yeah, you, you have like a large list of spells that you can like kind of bring with you for the day. Um, and then <laughs> everyone in the video, Ryan looks very excited right now. Um, well, if you remember DM, I was preying on some other spells when I woke up naked in the hotel room. Okay, initiative. That's right. Okay, so hold on. Let me write down my character's thing. So Void Stalker, I mean Bugbear. Okay, he got that. Okay, um, twenty-five to twenty. Anybody? Twenty-one. Oh, nice, right. oh sorry, oh, just like, Twenty-one. <laughs> wow, looking good. Okay, um, twenty to fifteen. Ooh, not Ooh. Good. Okay. The magic of editing in moments like this is so nice. The magic of editing in moments like this is so nice. The magic of editing. Okay. Aven, you're up first, but first I'll just reestablish the scene. Because this creature manifests and just kind of grows out of nowhere, I'm actually going to ask everybody to do either, you can choose a history or animal, a history or survival check to see if you recognize, or nature, to see if you recognize this, what this creature is or what kind of condition it has. Hey, sick. Uh, I'm going to do a, sorry, that was history, survival, or what's that? Nature. Um, I will do a survival check. Okay. Like Same. survival for me as well. Well, just a reminder, everyone, you're going to roll your survival and then or you're going to roll your d20 and then add your survival modifier to that. Okay. So total, I got 18. Okay. Bless you. Solaris, bless you. Okay. Uh, okay. So, um, uh, Conroy, I mean, sorry, Gorin, you got 18. Very good. Anyone else get higher than that? 17. Okay. Ooh, close. But not good enough for the paladin. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, I guess we'll say, uh, well, here, I guess I'll ask. Uh, Conroy and Shron, what'd you guys get? I got a nine. 15 for nature. Okay, nice, so man. I would say, Shron, you're the only one who's not familiar with this creature. This is a variation of a bugbear that has only existed recently for the last um, maybe like 50 years. So um, mm. this creature is called an Aether Claw. A-E-T-H-E-R-C-L-A-W. Uh, Artwork like will I be- suspected. Yeah, yes, the Aether Claw, my nemesis. <laughs> um, so, the Aether Claw is a peculiar evolution of the bugbear born from the influences of the Shattered World's energies. Um, in fact, the, this Aether Claw was one of the first indications that there's more going on in this scatter than just Flodium's influence. A bunch of things in the core have been unleashed and it's influencing creatures and species everywhere in a bunch of unpredictable ways. And some of it has only started to manifest within the last 50 years or so. DM, whoa. So, DM, what you're saying right now is just wrinkling my brain. It has me thinking about so many things. I now know nothing about my backstory or anything. <laughs> but Shran doesn't know any of this. He's like, what is this foul creature? Um, what is that thing? These creatures have adapted to the darkness and instability of the scattered realms. Their bodies taking on a gaunt, shadowy appearance. Aether Claws are notorious for the ambush tactics and relentless pursuit of prey. With their enhanced climbing abilities and keen senses, Aether Claws stalk their victims from the shadows. So I'm kind of just reading my character description that I wrote for this. Um, I hope 
that's okay. Very cool. They strike with their morning stars and bite into their targets, draining their life force and siphoning into themselves, gaining temporary vitality. So something to be aware of. But they they, they do usually hunt alone. And I'll I'll kind of end it there. If you guys are interested more in this, uh, just let me know and I can provide more. I can provide the full how description. Big, how big of a creature am I looking at? Okay, so they do not have eight feet wrong. tall, oh, yeah. dude. So it, it's eight it's feet tall. You. But not by, Only much. by a little. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so it is. Um, it's eight it's feet a tall. Bear, so you have to make yourself look bigger. Yeah. Gordon <laughs> spreads his hands out. <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, everyone listening, a bugbear. It's it's technically related to orcs um, and goblins. Like they're kind of all like in the same thing, but they're like chaotic, evil creatures. They're not normally sentient, and they don't look like bugs. When I was first new to D and I thought, is it a bug? Is it a bear? Is it like an owl bear where it looks like both? No, it's basically just like a big stalking, like furry humanoid monster thing with big teeth and they hold maces and stuff. Anyways, creature, big scary um, thing for you guys. And Let's luckily, go. Avon, you get to go first. The crowd is scattering and the person who smashed this orb, um, he says, he says, everyone listen, he won't hurt. We just want to be heard. And then promptly right away before battle actually begins, this Aether Claw turns around and does whoosh and like just eviscerates this guy. Whoa. So it is not tame. And he does, he does it. I don't have a roll for that because this is still like the cutscene is ending and now the camera goes behind the character and then you see the health bar pop up and the buttons and everything. It's like, oh, now I can move. And uh, let's go, guys. We just have to wait our turn. Yeah. Um, this guy's going to I just want to let you guys know not to meta. Um, this guy hits hard, especially for level one. So pl just, you know, oh, I'm tipping my hand, my hand a little bit. Um, we'll see what happens. Avon, you're up first. You are all 30 feet away, all standing beside each other. What do you do? So, oh, it's okay, never mind. Just, okay, just to ask. So that guy who was handling it is now, like, gone. Dead, yeah. like, he's gone. Yeah. Like, kick through the field goal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as, uh, as a free action, can I try to see if that crystal ball is still there? Um, uh, you don't need to. It is shattered into like a million pieces. Okay. Well, I guess we're not going to put that one back in the box. Uh, dang it. Mm. Even, even, uh, kind of steps around behind, uh, the tankiest fellow he can see. So, uh, Sean, you're going to people, get are, people are running. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> Me? <laughs> uh, and he pulls out his, uh, his hand crossbow and takes aim. And he wants to try to hit the, uh, this, uh, Aether. Aether Claw? Aether Claw, yes. Thank you. Yes, okay. Don't you know? Come on, Avon. Okay. Right roll the, the hit, eyes, man. man. You got him. Let's go. Avon. So you roll your d20, Avon. add your proficiency, Avon. and your dex. Let's go. Uh, so that is plus five. So that is a 13. 13, 13 just hits oh, as this goes. It looks like it's going to hit right to into its leather breastplate. And you think, oh, crud, it's not going to do damage. But it does manage to pierce into where the stitching is that's connecting the two plates. And it does lodge Sick. itself into its chest. And it goes, uh, it is not happy. Um, but if you could understand Bugbear, it's saying, why can't we solve this with conversation? Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Do you do anything else on your turn? You still have a bonus action and a reaction. Oh, I messed up. Wow. That, wow. That, no. Hey, first combat, really? We're, we're still getting used to it. You know, it's okay. I'll, I'll fix I'll do it the other. It sucks to suck. Move on. Come yeah, on. No, no. No, that's actually <laughs> what it yeah. is shocked. You know, he's shocked. He's like, what? I got a 21. I got to go now? Uh, and now uh, okay. And now. I actually hit that. It's okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll roll my damage right now, and then I'll yeah. do what I should have done first. So I roll my D6. Uh, I only it, got a two, but you know what? I'm going to use my special, uh, special ability that I got with my back. 
background, savage yeah, attacker, are. which means that I get to nice, reroll my hit die once a turn, or my damage die. What? Yep. That's so OP! Oh. And I get to use either roll, which is kind of great because the second roll that I got was only a one. So <laughs> I do I do five damage. Okay, and you nice got that five man, because nice. you rolled a two, but you get to add your dexterity to that, right? I still get to add my dexterity okay, to it, great. yes, which is okay. plus three. Um, he cries out in pain, but he doesn't look overall uh, overly damaged. He he still looks pretty vital. Um, okay, it is the... Do you, do you do anything else? Yeah, I was going to do my bonus action that I was supposed to do beforehand, which ah, is okay. I'm going to cast my Hunter's Mark. Okay, what does that nice. look like oh, when, nice. when right Avon does that? He just has his crossbow. He lets it out, uh, and now he wants to use his bonus action. Um, first off, explain what the spell is, and then describe what it looks like when you when you cast it. So Hunter's Mark uh, pretty much allows a hunter to perceive its target, uh, and what it does is it gives me an extra 1d6 for any weapon attack, uh, and it also gives me... Uh, advantage if i'm doing any kind of uh survival or perception rolls against this target so okay nice man so yeah. when you when avon casts a spell does he just go like in bullet mode like what happens like what do people see when they when they see avon do this well people really don't see much because it just kind of like you know narrowing of the eyes focus of the target i can i know where this target is i'm going to follow it i can track it it's days are numbered it Will you allow me as a DM to embellish? Solitary beat Go of for sweat it, please. drips okay. down his forehead. Um, yeah. So as you do this, you are kind of still holding your crossbow with one hand, but you put your hand on the necklace that you have where your druidic focus is, where you get your power from um, from the earth. Not sure if you stipulated if that's Gaia or not, mm. but you get some power from it. And you just get a sense of clarity of how this creature operates. It is still a creature of the earth. And so you understand that where its organs are and you have an edge now. Um, okay, that's your turn. It is now the Aether Claw's turn. And because you just shot it, he's ticked off. Um, oh, and I forgot to roll for Guinness, who is still there. Um, the, oh. o- the other paladin has run away. No way. Okay. Come on. No, and, really? Um, yeah, he, he ran away. He's an oath of cowardice. Um, but Guinness is there. And, um, yeah, for real. And I just realized, because that's why we roll, she actually should go before the, the Aether Claw, but we're going to say she's frozen in fear um, because I forgot to roll for her until just now. So the bugbear's going to oh, go, no. but luckily you shot her, Avon, so he shot the Aether Claw, so it's not going to go after her. It's going after you. You're 30 feet away. It easily covers that distance. N- not to forget that I've put Shran between me and the bugbear. Uh, it's... It's not. I'm sorry it's to more say intelligent this, like. than an animal. It still sees you, and the DM can do what he wants. And he starts running. Uh, he he runs towards you, and he just lifts up his morning star, which is like a large mace with a big iron uh, stud at the end with spikes coming out. And he is going to try to thrash you with it. Uh, what is your AC? My AC is good question. What is my AC? Ah, fifteen. Okay, here we go. Nice man. For level 15, one. He hits you. He <sighs> hits you with this. He just like pushes Shrine out of the way and he brings his, his uh, club down. He's going to do. Where's my D6? He's going to do six points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, oh, no. man. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> but that is the bugbear's turn. Conroy, it is your move. So if we were all standing basically together, is am I in the bugbear's range and vice versa? I would say you're 10 feet from it. Okay. I'm going to run 
30 feet towards where he just was. Okay. Um, and mm. as I do, I, I, I'm going to get as further, like, run my full movement 30 feet, and I'm going to turn back and shoot him with an arrow. Okay. Yeah. And this is with your crossbow? Short bow. Short bow. Okay. I keep forgetting. Okay. Yeah. You you run, and we'll see like a child size uh, bat ardling just to scamper across this open courtyard. People are fleeing everywhere. You're running actually right towards where Guinness is. She's sitting there frozen in fear. As you get there, you pivot around and you you let go. I need you to roll to hit. 13 to hit. That hits. Nice. Just man. enough. Yes. Nice. And because, because they are adjacent to an ally, I get my sneak attack. Oh. Okay. Now, why, yes. don't you explain, why don't you explain for our listeners what sneak attack is? Sneak attack is an ability that rogues have that allows them to deal extra damage if you are attacking with a finesse weapon or ranged weapon. So uh, I can get sneak attack two ways if I have advantage or if at least one of my allies is within five feet of the target. Because essentially you're using the element of surprise to get this extra damage. Yeah. Okay. You, um, go, you hit roll damage. And yeah, um, Avon, yeah. I apologize. I just had a quick question. Are you using the black bow that you got before or are you using your original short bow? Mm. I'm using my original short bow. Okay. Mm. The DM gives you magical items and nobody uses them. Okay, uh, roll damage. What was the point? Uh, it's gonna be. Yes, it's gonna be eleven total. Whoa. Okay. Yep. Um, wow. Time for me to uh, change his overall health so he lasts longer in combat. Just kidding. Um, okay. <laughs> you shoot, and that's including your sneak attack damage, right? Yeah. Okay, it it uh, it digs right into the base of his neck where there is no leather breastplate armor, and it punctures, and you do see a jettison of blood shoot out where the arrow embeds itself, and it it does stagger back at that hit, um, almost falling onto Shron and Avon. Um, mm. Do you do anything else? Nope. Gorin, it's up to you, man. Come on, man. Oh no! Go Don't red. say that. Gorin. Um, I'm actually going to do something a little different. Um, how far is he? He's like 10 feet away from us now. Yeah, I'd say mechanically he's 10 feet away. I'd say like in the image, Avon is right between you and this bugbear. Okay. And then Conroy is about 30 feet away. Yeah, past him. Oh, so he's like 30 feet away from me or still like 40 feet he's away? He's like 30 feet away from the bugbear. So yeah, he'd be 40 feet away from you. Ah, 35. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to pull my blade from uh, my sword out from the side of me and with two hands kind of put it in front of me. And I'm going to say, may the power of Solaris fuel your blade and sharpen your wits. And I'm going to cast Bless for the party. Sick, wow. Man. Okay. What, what is Bless? That's a spell that you're casting? Yes. Yeah, so I choose up to three creatures within range. It's a 30 foot range. Um, and whenever they make an attack roll or saving throw, they get to roll a D4 on top of it. Whoa. Okay. So Sounds sick. Helping out nice the party. I will sick. say you, as you do this, what does it look like as this spell takes place? Um, I would, I would say kind of from like the, from the top of the blade down, like this blue, yeah, like this blue light comes down and psh, like, uh, uh, comes out of the hilt and spreads around. Oh, I'm sick. just reaching the party and. Everyone feels a little tingly inside. Kind of like a splash. Right. As this yeah. blessing washes out. And so there are Conroy, Conroy, Shron, Avon, and then Guinness is technically in range too. You can bless three people. I'm going to do the team. Nice. I trust my fellow paladin my that she can handle my herself. Boy, Gorin. Right. There okay. you go, man. Yes. And we'll see if those I words can't are do anything condemner. else, but I want to kind of be front line, like staring at this. You position yourself creature. defensively. 
Yeah. Okay. And I look bigger. <laughs> okay, sweet. You still a commanding presence on your own. You interpose yourself between this Aether Claw and the rest of your party. You send out a blessing. You feel the power of Solaris shoot down your blade and resonate out. And coming up, and it, that blue light shoots across the ground and shoots up the feet of Conroy, Tron, and Avon as you guys feel a rejuvenation and a sharpening of your senses. <sighs> as you feel Solaris power coursing through your veins. Gorin, do you want to use a bonus action or reaction or anything else? Or are you done? Um, no, I, with that, I'm just going to, um, as much as I can. Yeah, no, you know what? That's it. That's all I'm going to do. Okay, very good. That's your turn. Shron, it's on you. Man, level one sucks. <laughs> DM, Shron's heart is just pumping in his chest. This creature is easily a foot and a half taller than him, even with my antlers. Like, it is colossal. And I like to think that I take great inspiration from Gorn's presence, him just being close to us. I I like to think that very quickly, I glance over my shoulder at, this, at the body, the shredded body strewn down on the floor, uh, maybe 20, 30 feet away from me. Uh, is Am I very, very confident that he's dead? Oh, yeah. Kill Bill okay. bloodstream. Okay. I, Guinness I is just getting coated quickly. in the face with this blood spray. Okay, okay, cool. I I say, Guinness, Guinness, come to it, mate. And I and I uh I I whip out my quarterstaff and I just frantically just try to strike this thing right square, uh, David and Goliath style, right right in the noggin. Okay, so you the good old. And yeah, so you pull your quarterstaff. You're holding it two hands. It's a versatile weapon. It'll do a D10 of damage, I believe, or is that D8? A, I, I just checked. Okay, yes. a D8. Um. First off, before you do, roll a persuasion check uh, to see if you can wake Guinness out of her shock. Okay, can I apply bless to this? Yes, you can. can. Yeah. Let's go. Also, up. just warning, it lasts a minute. Okay, that'll be six hours of combat. Knows. Which is ten rounds. Oh, yeah. So, so I add a D4 to my D20, you're yeah. saying. And your charisma yes. modifier. So your D20, your charisma modifier, your persuasion modifier, and the bless modifier. Okay, let me just look this up here. Persuasion. Ugh, negative one. 11 minus one is 10. Plus three is 13. I'm going to say, you know what? Let me roll for this. D-D-M. Let, let, oh, let me roll for this. Let me roll for this. Let him roll. Let him roll. D-D-T-T-M-M. Um, she, her, she is totally shaken in fear. Um, oh. The fear just rolled. Like the fear itself rolled. And not 20. So she is paralyzed. No. Your words bounce off of her. Um, Sorry, Come yeah, I, you say that, but she has watched like someone just get eviscerated in DM. front of her. Yeah, Gorg. Sorry, we might. Uh, I thought paladins can't be frightened. What? Whoa. Yeah, my my my. Well, just to break, my player in my campaign told me that paladins can't be frightened, oh, or maybe they, they can't be. Have disadvantage on being frightened. They cannot be frightened while they are conscious. Um. The, no this way. is in the old player's handbook, but oh. no, no, but I don't have access to the new handbook. So we're going to make an audible and we're going to say that this applies still because I can't imagine that they would change that. Ah, okay. <laughs> then, okay, fine. Then that roll. Francie, keep this in. It's good. Yeah, okay, your words shake her out of her stupor, and she goes, well, I wasn't technically afraid, according to page 58, <laughs> but thank you. You connect with her, and now you attack. Um, roll the hit. Okay, oh, man. Uh, it's five plus two plus four is 11. Does not hit. Um, you man. do hit, but it doesn't do any damage to this guy. Um, you still have your reaction and bonus action. That's it. Okay, it ends. Avon, it is your turn again. 
Uh, Avon, having taken Damn. a substantial hit, uh, is going to turn around and slash back at him. Okay, you turn around, you sheathe your crossbow, you grab your sword. No, I'm not grabbing my sword, sir. I am grabbing the Staff of Tendrils. <laughs> nice! <laughs> Let's go, man! Okay, so this is from your prologue. Have I sent you what this does? No, you did not. But okay, it's okay, I got it right here. I will roll but you technically head. don't know. You don't know what it does. Exactly. So, um... Okay, let me just refresh myself here. You are right next to this creature, so yep. some of these things won't work. Okay. Um, but yeah, you attack with it. It'll, it'll behave as a quarterstaff would. So yes. uh, roll uh, to hit. Come on, Avon. <laughs> it's a critical fail. No! Oh, no, what the fuck's going to happen? Hey, but as your plus, as your plus. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, that's right. It, do you know uh, what? I will say because of bless. I will say because of bless, it will negate the penalty you would have got for a, a critical fail. Okay. All right, man. Let's give it up for the DM again. Just saving everybody. The <laughs> um, uh, coolest it, DM in the game. Yeah. And um, okay, but you do miss. You do. Yes. Um, okay. Like oh. it, it does. It just smacks off the morning star. Um, do you do anything else? Uh, no, I can't do anything else. No. Okay. Um. Your turn is done. This bugbear is looking at you with uh, this Aether Claw is looking at you with murder in its eyes. When suddenly you hear doo, 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 and you see yes. a large double sided axe just sink or try to sink into the back of this creature as Guinness runs up and tries to attack it from behind. Come on, Guinness, let's go. And that's on, a 14 girl. to hit. That will yes. do damage. So uh, she's going to roll her damage. And she's not blessed, so she's just going to do five damage um, to this okay. Aether Claw. Still not bloody, um, but uh, uh. but this big axe sinks into the back of its into its back, and it, argh, and its aggro is now taken away. Uh, luckily, from Avon, um, it is now the bugbear's turn, and the bugbear is going to turn around and try to attack uh, Guinness. Goodbye, girl. Ooh. Goodbye, girl. And luckily, she just raises up her shield as... Nice. Um, yeah, he gets a 17 to hit, but her AC is just a little bit above that, and she does go flying back. She goes flying back five feet, um, but she does not take wow. any damage as this thing just thrashes the Morningstar against her shield, and she goes, ow! As her arm, she, she's now holding her shield arm away from this creature. Conroy, it is your turn. Um, oh, man, let's go. I'm going to make some more distance from the Aether Claw, but make sure I'm still within range of... Uh, of my short bow without being a disadvantage. Okay. Just, so basically I want to be, I can move 30 feet more, so I'm currently 60 feet away from it. Okay. Unless it's moved substantially. No, he's, he's pretty stationary. Okay. And then, yeah, I'm going to go for another uh, hit with, or attempt to hit, attack with my short bow. It's going to be a uh, 22. Oh, he misses, man. Uh, <laughs> just, just hits. <laughs> it doesn't damn, roll damage, and you'll get sneak attack on this, too? Yes, sir. Okay. So it's going to be a total of nine. Oh, okay. You shoot another arrow. Nice, this man. one shoots. It gets through its rib cage in the back, and now blood begins to come out of this Aether Claw's mouth. It is bloody. Sick. And for anyone listening, bloody is the description when we uh, DMs use to tip their players off that they're below half health. So this creature is now Ooh. bloody, um, but still oh, man, uh, very uh, angry and powerful. Do you do anything else, Conroy? Nope. That's all I can do. Oh. Okay, Gorin. Oh, and you should have added. Did you add your bless to that attack? I didn't need to. 
Nice. There you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Irish Way to go, Garvey. Let's go, man. <laughs> and it just exudes confidence. Okay, Goran, you're up. Uh, where's this bugbear look? Or where's this? He is like, <laughs> he's right in front of you, man. Like, you can smell his body odor. Like, just. But he's turned away from you. Yeah, he's turned away from you. Oh, he's turned he's away from you. He's attacking Guinness right now. You're a fat loser and you have body odor. <laughs> um, so with my sword still in front of me, I'm going to like throw it down to the side. Um, and with the two hand attack, I'm going to jump, uh, like move towards him. But for theatrical style, I'm going to jump at him okay. and say, be gone, you vile beast. So this, as I slash him with my blade. So this is like your A, A, B attack. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Okay, roll the hit. <laughs> You have technically advantage on this attack. Ooh, I do? Because he's fighting someone on the opposite side of him at the same time. Man, okay. I wish I had known that when I was attacking. Um, so 22. Wow, yeah, okay, that definitely hits. Nice. With a two-handed, so that's a 10. Hold a on, D10, I should have yeah. my dice already. And don't forget to add your strength. <laughs> that is an 11. Whoa! <laughs> All right, wow. this, this creature is extremely bloody now. Um, all right, and... Um, do you do anything else? Nope. Just watch as he hurts. Okay. For future, <laughs> just so I don't keep asking that, when we're done our turns, if we could all just try to remember to say, and I end my turn. Uh, cool. And I end my turn. Okay. Sean, you're up, man. All right, man. Let's go. I'm going to uh, redeem myself. Sean <laughs> looks, uh, sees like the, this axe cut into this guy. He sees this sword just cleave into this guy, uh, and he sees the blood. Um and I think Shran is is a little bit reminded of how visceral the adventuring life can be, uh, and he and he kind of takes a deep breath and he kind of let's go, and he uh, and he goes with his quarter staff again. Okay, and uh, just trying to go for critical mass. Okay, yeah, roll the hit and critical damage. Critical damage. Oh, I forgot my D4. Okay, uh, oh, a 17 plus six. Uh, oh. We got this guy. We got 23 to hit. Okay, roll damage. You might kill this guy. Oh, uh, adding adding my decks to the attack, right? Yeah. Eight damage. Oh, dude. He has one hit point left. Oh, <laughs> I want this so bad. I'm going to get it. I so, gotta get that. I head. hope you critical fail. So man. you, ah, you hit him, and you do feel like a solid land, and it vibrates not in your hands, but in his body. You can tell you've done some damage. There's instant bruising underneath the fur. You just know, but he staggers and manages to stay afoot. It's the top of the turn order, and Avon. Oh, what do you do? I'm gonna smack it. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna smack you, it with, with that okay. staff again. And as you run up to it, you trigger a beautiful cutscene where you you pull back you pull back your sword, and just as you're about to attack, a blinding light shoots in from behind all of you. Just a bright, bright pink and orange shimmering light comes in and collides with the aether claw and. And he explodes instantly. Nice. His body is shattered. Just like all of you get like uh, an eighth or claw shower. Just yeah. And there's a moment of silence when you hear heavy footsteps behind you. And you hear a very loud voice say, <laughs> Fear not, citizens, for I, Lightstrike, have come to protect thee. <laughs> and we're going to take our break. No way. <laughs>
Oh, oh, no. oh, what? <laughs> I love that guy already. <laughs> oh. Hey, this is Adam, and I'm just popping in to say thanks for listening to Down to the Dice. If you like what you hear so far, don't forget to subscribe and please leave a review in your podcast app because it helps other people to find the show too. Also, it would mean so much to me and the guys if you told a friend about our podcast face-to-face. We're going to get back to the show in just a second, but first, I want to let you know that this week's episode of Down to the Dice is brought to you by Francie Planet and his first ever release, Storyboards, which features neither masters nor demos, but stripped down acoustic work tapes. Each one of these whimsical narrative songs feels like a trip to Blockbuster with clever, candid lyrics rolling like subtitles in a Spielberg flick. Find Storyboards by Francie Planet wherever you get your music and be an active protagonist in your own story. All right, that's all from me. Let's get back to the show. All right, here we go. The, the blood is still landing on the ground as you hear this charismatic, charming, Goliath voice ring out. <laughs> it is I, Lightstrike, here to quell any evil in the streets. And there's instant silence. You hear these these heavy footsteps, and you hear people just begin to like scream, Lightstrike, Lightstrike, we're saved, we're saved. And people come out of their hiding places behind carriages from inside buildings that they just ran inside, and they all begin flocking to Lightstrike. People run right past you guys, not seeming to recognize any of like the work that you guys have done. People like smack <laughs> into Guinness from behind as she's still like catching her breath. And they run past and he says, it's okay, it's okay. It was nothing, it was nothing. It is my job to keep evil at bay. And he is kind of being swarmed by people. Um, you were there with a dead body. The, the protesters have completely fled. Um, now it's just like the citizens who are kind of, there's maybe like 50 of them who are around light strike people are beginning to reset up their shops and everything in their uh, little um kiosks hey dm yeah i uh first of all shrondagani is very relieved to have someone take the spotlight but at the same time he is pissed that no one is he's he's a little bit competitive in nature and he's a little bit uh to'd that uh that him and his crew are not getting any recognition for this, but at the same time, he bites his tongue and he quickly glances down at the ground at this body lying there. Uh, and has it been uh, uh, less than a minute, you'd say, since this guy was slashed? Sorry, the, the guy who summoned him. Yeah, he's like 25 feet away from you now. I, I would like to scamper over there. Okay. DM, and, and I would like to get down on my, on my one knee and just kind of put my hand on his arm and I say... Don't know if you deserve this, mate. And I cast Cure Wounds if I can. So you would see <clears throat> he's long gone. Like he he was just like, boom, depleted. Yeah. In that case, when I see that he is, when it's over, I quickly see if there's any money or anything <laughs> in his pockets. Okay. Uh, give me new. If it, I, I try to see if they're easily acquirable. Okay. Give me an investigation check. Ooh. While he rolls, anyone else? What are you guys doing? Conroy, you're actually relatively um, close to where Sean is right now. Um, As soon as uh, Lightstrike kind of announced himself, I instantly put up my hood and kind of make as much distance as I can from him, but still kind of watching to see what's happening and like what the, where the group's at, but I kind of want to- You start booking it out, roll a new character. 
sorry, Dan. I'm sorry, Dan. Keep going. Um, so yeah, I just want to like blend in to the crowd, but like if if the crowd's kind of like sees light strike and they're approaching, like I want to be in the very like edge of the back of the crowd. If that makes sense. Okay, you uh, roll like a stealth check or a performance check. I'll let you do either one. And and before we go on to you, Gordon and Avon, Strawn, would you roll? Eighteen, DM. All right. Um, Finally, you you look like instantly you recognize like there's no bringing this guy back. But you go and you like start like pretending to kind of like look for vital signs, but you're actually searching his pockets. And you find a leather pouch with like 10 silver coins in it about that weight. And then you also find a parchment paper folded up and pressed inside his inner pocket. Um, and if you want to take a moment to look at that now, I can tell you what it is or you can look at it later. It's up to you. I'll look at it later um, and DM as I, 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 I kind of palm it for now. And I, and I kind of just, uh, I, as I slowly get up from one knee and I look at this corpse in front of me, um, I think I I become a little hard of breath, and I realize, man, like that was that was close. Okay, like that could have been us. And I kind of look up and I and I try to look for Conroy because I know he's close. He was close to me. Conroy, what'd you roll? And I just see if I can make eye contact with him. Okay. Uh, you're not gonna believe this, but I rolled another nat one on my stealth check. <laughs> <laughs> you get up, you're like, man, I need to hide. And you say, discreet. And as you go turn to run, you you trip and you knock over oh, a kiosk man. sign. Boom, boom, boom. Um, just as Sean has stand, stood up looking to, uh, like he's finished his investigation. And you knock over a kiosk. Um, and not one. You look up and people have noticed the commotion. And you turn and you make instant eye contact with light strike because oh, he looks over to see gosh. um and i'm gonna see your hood is up let me roll a perception check oh you're so lucky you're freaking lucky i rolled a three uh, he looks way to go Connie. he looks right at you <laughs> I did nothing. he seems to <laughs> he seems to give you a <laughs> surmising glance but then people get his attention again they're like well thank you how'd you kill that thing all by yourself he's like it was nothing commoner <laughs> and uh he keeps talking to them but for that one moment where he's looking at you surmisingly his face changes from the carefree <laughs> to a <sighs> like he is discerning um but then it melts away as he kind of like is friendly with the commoners again um goran and avon what are you guys doing in this time goran you go first you want to go first no, avon you go first um i like throw some of the guts off my blade as I put it back, um, sheath it. Um, I'm going to walk over to Guinness kind of, you said she was still kind of hunched over catching her breath. Yeah. And now you can see she's catching your breath, but she's also cradling her shield arm as if it really hurts. Okay. How tall is she again? She's like, uh, five, eight. Okay. Um, I'm going to like kind of get down to her level as I look at her arm. I just ask, are you all right? And she, first she says, how how does everyone think that light strike did that? We did all the work. I, and I, I'm, I'm fine. My arm just, the, the vibration of that shield, it really hurts. My, my, I can barely open my hand. It's like numb. Holding her arm um, and just trying to like make small talk with her to just try and distract her from the pain. If I can see where the pain's coming from, I just say, ego means more to that man than anything. Don't worry about it. You did. You fought well. And... Can I cast Cure Wounds, or would that really matter? Um, after looking at it, you can tell, like, 
she's just so new to combat she hasn't actually sustained damage it's like when you're swinging a two by four trying to break it and it vibrates in your hands the wrong way and it's like oh, that internal yeah. vibe like that really painful numbness and it you know like when you're in a gang fight as you know yeah damn <laughs> either Connor, you've never been in one um, like, <laughs> like, like, um, i say to her then so if i can if do i pick up on that yeah, like you, that you it's kind of she's hey, very new to yeah, this? this is just like newbie injuries she's not actually hurt so yeah i say the ego thing and then i'm, I'm feeling her arm and i say it gets a lot easier with time trust me and, and she says she says man i i was just trying to get rid of the crowd i i don't even know if there if it is wrong to build those stupid chains ow mm. Just get this arm checked out. Okay. You know, <laughs> the D DM failed on his persuasion check to try to, like, bait the player. And he <laughs> and, and she says she looks up at you, and her eyes are uh, wet with tears that have not fallen. And her red hair is kind of, like, collapsing out of her, like, braid. And her lip trembles a little bit. And she says, Man, I, I really do hope it gets easier. That, that was really scary. But I didn't. Or she says, but I never felt fear because of page 58 of of the Paladin Handbook. <laughs> and you keep reading. <laughs> and, and then and then she puts her hand on your arm, her like free hand. And she says, thank you. I I can't believe I got to fight alongside Goran still pending today. I I really won't forget this day. If you if you need any Paladin support, you know, we stand united in Solaris. You, you just let me know. I put my arm. No, I, I just nod to her. I say it was an honor. Hey, thanks. I'm. I am gonna go get this checked out. It really hurts. Bye. Farewell. And uh, and she she kind of walks off, but you can see her halt a couple times and look back, like she really wants to kind of see what you're up to next. But then she she gets the hint and kind of like walks away. Avon, what are you doing? Oh, now I feel like I should have invited no, her. No, no, no. <laughs> That's um, you know, just what she's doing. Um, Avon, what are you up to? Uh, okay. So you said that the uh, that this aether claw was shrouded in like shadow or dark no it has like very very dark fur and you would know that these things can blend into the shadows unnaturally well but in broad daylight it just looks like dark fur it doesn't it's not like shadows are shifting around it or anything now is there any like i know that you said that when he bolt or lasered it it kind of exploded is there any like significant piece of it remaining besides like its legs perception check okay come on buddy you got this can i still use the bless uh, I'm gonna say a minute's passed. Okay. Uh, so I. You look over and Gordon looks. Oh, yeah, you look over and Gordon. He's going. Hey. Psych. <laughs> That's okay. I rolled a 14 with perception. That is a 17. Okay. Um, you see, it's Morning Star. But no, no, Ooh. like. That's about it. Everything else is kind of. It was uh, Gordon. You would recognize this as like a souped-up sacred flame. Uh, that did this so it's like a radiant explosion so um, yeah there's not a lot left you could like probably find like a chunk of its skull uh, then I'll take both the chunk of its skull because I want because Avon isn't looking for materials per se he's more so looking at something to put the creature to rest with hmm okay mm. interesting you do that um, and then you hear a voice from behind you Avon that says you do best not to touch such vile remains of evil creatures young elf and you hear Light Strike speaking to you, and you see a shadow overcast you, and you feel a, a heavy, gauntleted hand rest on your shoulder. I, and, he I, and he kind of turns you around, and he says, <laughs> he says, are you all right? You look pale and frail. Uh, 
Oh, Aiden looks up and he interrupts you and he says, It's only natural to be afraid in the presence of those bigger than you. I, I, I wouldn't know what that's like, but you don't have to be afraid anymore. A little racist there calling me pale and seeing how I'm a drow. <laughs> I don't speak about your skin color, but more your countenance, little one. I I I I I take the quarter staff that I have, and I don't want to hit him, but I kinda of wanna just I'm tempted to tap him with it just to see what it does. But I won't. I, I put the quarterstaff on my back. I take the skull and I look at him and I say, some things deserve to he be He interrupts you and he says, it's okay. You don't have to take me. I must be on my way. And he turns and he starts walking away. People go, light strike, light strike, light strike. And he goes, it's all right. <laughs> oh, I'll and always a- be here. Aven under his breath is just like good riddance and turns around to, tr- yeah. to walk over to Gorin. Hold on, hold on. You do see light strike pause. And then he keeps walking. Oh, man. Oh, Avon, man, you're playing with fire, man. You are writing checks. Your body can't cash. <laughs> and you hear... Hey, DM. Yeah, Tron. Uh, I don't know if I found Conroy or not. I'm assuming I, I kind of yeah, saw him. Yeah, you saw him. Because, He's uh, standing there awkwardly beside a kiosk. I think we all saw him. Yeah, so DM, after I've placed Conroy... And I and I decide, okay, I don't really want to be with the guy who just fell over, so to speak. I'm gonna go stand right next to a building, kind of in the shadow, um, and leaning against it casually, as if kind of nursing a sore wrist, looking at my hand, and then uh, and with one foot placed against me on the wall, kind of cowboy style, I look around to see who is watching the scene, because from a life of crime. I know that there's always somebody. Okay. And I want to I wanna see who's aware of what's really going on. Give me a perception check. 13 DM. Okay. As you look around, uh, meets it, beats it. Um, as you look around. Come on. You go. do see a storefront across the street from you just close its windows. It's blacked out windows just close. And as you see that, your view of that window is cut off by a carriage rolling up onto the street. And you hear, Wait, I'm gone for like five minutes and everything's gone crazy. What's going on? And you look up and you see Beethoven sitting there and he, he's <laughs> wide eyed and he's going, Is it true that Light Strike was here? Oh, I would have loved to meet him. Don't you know him? Well, you know, he talks to daddy a lot, but he, um, you know, I'm still, I'm still growing up in the ranks, you know, I'm still trying to decide if I want to be part of the family business. <laughs> right. I'm not like Istrabel, I haven't drunk the Kool-Aid. Uh, Beethoven, <laughs> look, we were really, uh, delayed. Uh, there was this, there was an attack, and really, I, I think we need to get out of here pretty quickly. Well, I, well, first off, where is everyone? I walk over, I walk over, do I hear him fanboying all over Lightstrike? He, no, I'd say you kind of get there as the car, as he's starting to ask where everyone is. Gorin and Conroy, what are you guys doing? I'm just taking the moment, watching, uh, watching what's going on, and hanging with the guys. So, do you approach Beethoven's carriage? Yes. Okay. Conroy, what about you? I assuming that light strike is no longer within view. I'm going to yeah approach the group again. Still have my hood up though. Okay. Nice. Your bat ears are beginning to get a little sore being pressed in. Like, you know, like when your hair kind of gets sore from being like pushing against the grain in a toque for so long, your bat ears are starting to get like that. Um, 
And you're all together and Beethoven says, ah, there you are. Like, little, all my little chicks are coming back to me. Anyways, um, looks like I still missed all the fun. Anyways, if you guys want to get all your, your like, adventuring gear, yeah, I'll be, like, another half hour or so. So if you guys will want to do your shopping, I think the listeners are going to really want to hear that. So I think we should at least stick around long enough for you guys to do that. You were recommending a place for us. Are we going to go there, guys? Yeah, let's go there. All right, well, it's I it's right down there. Oh. You look down this place, this this alleyway, and maybe 40, 50 feet down, there's like crates and, and garbage piles and puddles of old, ref, not refuse, but like there's puddles there and everything. And then there's a little clearing past those buildings. And there is a carriage there um, with a large sign painted on it. And it says, The Void Chest. And underneath it, in the smaller writing, but still visible for from where you are, it says, inventory different every day. Sick. Um, and he says, I've had good luck in that place. And he says, I'll meet up with you guys in like maybe half an hour at, right back here. Please try not to get into any more fights with Aether Claws or anything. <laughs> and he hits the reins and he chunks off. Right before he goes to him, I, I just grab his elbow. <laughs> if I can, if I can. Yes, Sean? Just, just, and I, and I... Wait till everyone has started to walk, and I just point with two fingers to the store across the street, and I say, Hey, Tiff, what's that place all about? He looks over and he says, That's the, that's the Goblin's Gauntlet. It's, um, it's like a small little dive bar, you know, it has some, like, good entertainment, live music, maybe, like, every once a Saturday, like, the first Saturday of the month, but besides that, it's not really that noteworthy. Anything fishy ever come out of there? Well, I mean, maybe some, like, fish oddlings, but... <laughs> It's a joke. Um, you know, it's a dive bar. Really, and you know what? I don't want to presume that a dive bar has worse quality clientele than anyone else. Strong. So um, you'd probably have to investigate it yourself. But it's not open until later at night, like most bars. All right. See you soon. And he he puts his hand on and your shoulder guys. from the top of the carriage and he says, "Listen, I I know you're afraid because you had a little bit of a fight, but you just need to like take a deep breath and calm down. You'll get used to it. The life of an adventurer. Just trust me." I kind of shrug it off nonchalantly. Right, mate. Right, I'll right. be back in half an hour, boys. And he starts riding off. Now, how we're going to do shopping is I have there's this place called the Void Chest where you can go. I have an inventory. It is true. The inventory changes every day. Sick. But very cool. But if you guys but once you go there, there's a very limited list of like what's on sale that day. But if you guys actually just want to spend time looking for unique things, like let's say you want to find like just generic like enchanted armor. The way that we're going to keep this nice and quick is you're going to tell me what you want. This is a pretty cosmopolitan city. So a lot of what people are going to be looking for, you could probably find. And we're just going to roll for it and see if you find it. So uh, for sake of simplicity, let's go into the void chest first. And then we'll do like all of our generic shopping after that with like one or two rolls each. Sick. Yeah, okay. let's do that. You guys all begin walking to the void chest. And as you get closer, the hustle and bustle of the street suddenly fades away, almost as, as if there's an enchantment on this carriage as you get close and you guys get to this carriage and there are maybe four or five steps to this cloth carriage that goes up and there's a big curtained door there. Hmm. This is where the void chest yeah, is? it's a little carriage store, but it's not like a regular kiosk where like a food truck where they open up. You can actually go inside. Inside the curtain and walk inside. Okay, Avon, you push apart the curtain, and as you do, you feel a warm breeze, almost stuffy, oh no. come from inside the place. But you see a bright, warm, almost like torchlight, 
And as you walk in, you realize instantly that this place is enchanted. It is far bigger on the inside than it looks on the outside. And you walk in mm. and you immediately recognize two things. Right across from you, there is a black chest sitting against the floor. And above it, there's an arcing label that says the void chest. Um, and then you see to your left and your right, through your four shelves, that are on that have a bunch of magical items on display and they all have a similar thing that says don't forget inventory changes every day right above the chest itself there's a smaller plaque that says void chest pull 30 gold pieces Ooh, man um and that's expensive and as you all walk in you hear someone whistling <whistles> and as you look over to your left you see a humanoid with a purple cloak, his back turned to you. Um, his hood is drawn back, but he has uh, dark, dark brown hair uh, kind of cascading down. It's maybe like shoulder length, but he's built definitely like a man, um, maybe like just around six feet tall. And he's polishing the countertop um, with a cloth and he turns and you see a tan colored tiefling and he's got a bunch of like bandages on his neck. First time shaving, bud. <laughs> and he goes, oh yes. <laughs> and he says, uh, oh, hello. Um, I was just about to open proper, but uh, welcome to the void chest. The inventory changes every day. How can I help you? And that is where we're going to end today's episode. Oh, you can't leave it on a mystery. Hey, this is Adam, and I want to say thanks again for listening to Down to the Dice. If you like what you hear, please do not forget to subscribe, leave a review in your podcast app, and tell a friend about the show too. And hey, if you really want to support us, there's a link to our Patreon in the show notes where you can hear bonus episodes, including the prologues for all of our characters, and some pre-scatter episodes too. Down to the Dice is brought to you by our editor, Francie, at Hello Francie Sound and Story. You can find him on Instagram for all your sound design and podcast editing needs. And fun fact, Francie is also the singer of our theme song. And if you like that, you should really check out his brand new artist project, Francie Planet, wherever you get your music. Finally, speaking of music, our show's tunes are composed by our very own Jake Joseph, who plays Shrondagoni, with some exceptions, whose credits can be found in the show notes too. Alright, that's all from me. Thanks again for listening to Down to the Dice. Let's roll that outro music. We're gonna set it off, time to step inside, where everything comes down to the dice, a table of friends in a DM, in a radical magical fantasy land. We're gonna set it off, till it all comes true. Even I'm so sorry. Is that okay? That's okay. I understand. You need it for the character intro, but <laughs> this guy, this guy is going to, oh. Story of kill, ma'am. You might have missed. I might have, yeah. Especially since I was using the quarterstaff.
but with advantage, probably not. Man, uh, Conroy coming in with the, the damage there, just sniping. Oh, yeah. That's that's sneak attack, man. Avon is hurting, by the way. <laughs> he is bloody. <laughs> yeah, what, what's your health at? Like, five? I have, yeah, I've got five out of 11. 11. This guy can do up to, like, 15 damage in one attack. I don't know what I was thinking, but... <laughs>